Hey guys, so today you and I are going to talk about rewriting systems. So let's get into it. So the question in question was, Frederick, how do I rewrite a huge old system into new technologies? Well, uh, there are many ways of doing this. The way that I like to think about it is uh, that if your old huge old system is a spider web or like a knot of strings or something like that, now uh, w uh, the real work sort of for you is re is actually just to figure out where all the threads are and where they lead and how they all interconnect to each other. That's number one. And then the next thing is to do what I call feature matching. So let me explain that a little bit. Uh, when you are moving from one tech stack or one set of technologies to another, and in this case it's a rewrite, which means that you're sort of starting fresh in a sense. The number one thing for you to figure out is how all the pieces of the old systems are connected to each other. That's number one, because what you want is to do is what, I, or rather, this is what I suggest that you do, because this is the way that if we think about this in a little bit of a computer sciencey way, a topological order is very, very important to consider when you're dealing with a system such as a network. And most software is all software is a network. All of it. I don't know if you ever thought about that, but everything in your program is part of a tree structure. It's not a perfect tree, but it's always a tree. There's an entry point, and there might be multiple air places where there's like an end node somewhere on the tree or something like that. And then if it's a web application, there is a response. The same thing is true for uh, well, in a, in a distributed system it's more of a graph, but the same sort of rules still apply. You might have multiple entry points into the graph and then everything is sort of connected in one way or another. And the trick is to figure out where, as I call, the leaf nodes are. Why is this important? Well, I'm glad you asked. Because the leaf node is the thing that you could move from this complicated structure of like interconnections and dependencies and so forth and still maintain the old system. This is very significant because now you can take one of these dependencies, it's, let's say something simple, you have a service, you have something that stores something, it's a small part of the system, it just handles some type of uh, like storage etc etc for the larger system. Well, this is something that might just have one connection to the main system, and because it doesn't have so many connections, it's actually very easy for you to figure out, all right, how do I move this thing into a new technology? Uh, so you can actually do, as I said, you can do feature matching. Oh, there's just a few features here. Uh, let's rewrite that in, let's say, a new language or something like that, or create a new server a service in a new tech stack. And then when you have done that, you can do a blue-green type of thing or you know there's many ways to do this you can depending on how large it is put an interface or like a gateway in front of this service or if it's uh, just code it's just an interface and say alright I'm just gonna match the interfaces towards the main system and then I'm gonna switch over so the old thing 
goes into sunset mode and the new thing goes into you know it takes over the load and then you sort of look, look and see how does this work and if it works really well that means that you now have a new node in the network you can still keep the old one just to make sure that you can roll back if you needed to but there you are you just you just took one leaf from this old system and converted it into something nice and new without much of an impact to the main system but what now happens which is very interesting is that now the downstream or upstream depending on how you look at it uh, node the next thing that this thing is connected to just got unlocked if that makes sense it has you have now gained the experience or the necessary insight into how the next thing is connected and now you can follow that strand and connect and do uh, to and you switch out the next node in a similar sort of sort of fashion and this is why I like to say going depth first if you think about graph theory depth first is, is depth first is definitely the way in my opinion how you rewrite a large system because you have to pick something and you can't rewrite the whole thing at the same time and the larger the scope is of the rewrite the more likely you are to make a mistake so the reason why you want to just start at one little node is because it's actually very simple for you to do a meaningful change get a proof of concept get some learnings and then figure out what the next natural step is which is probably the next node in the network and then you move that into a clean structure and that is why I can make the analogy to following a strand like a thread or something like that in a, in a spider web or a very complicated knot because that is you just put, take the end of a thread and you just follow it until you've gone through the whole thing and when it's nice and clean and straight and you just like decouple it and you can put it to its side then you have an entire thread of functionality that is now in a clean state it's like well made etc etc and if we talk about mental pictures the goal is for you to get to continue that process until you go from having a ball of like all these interconnections to something that sort of looks like just a stack of threads that are just lying on the table and not a knot anymore. That's impossible, but I hope that you sort of get what I'm looking for. You're just taking one strand, putting it in, like moving piece by piece, and making sure that the interfaces stay compliant. That's, uh, well, that's a combination of, as I like to say, the lift and shift, which is the idea of, you know, you just lift functionality and shift it over to a new structure or something like that. And uh, doing, uh, well, basically a topological, uh, going, uh, attacking a problem in a, in a topological order. And that's that's really all there is to it. Uh, the reason why I prefer to do the lift and shift like this, because it's sort of like the idea of, uh, is it Martin Fowler? having one hat at the time you don't want to rewrite the system and refactor it at the same time because it's very difficult for you to see both how you're going to move things in a complicated structure and at the same time figure out how the new architecture is going to look that's why the moving like this is so useful because you can focus on one leaf which has one connection remember now that's just connected into one other thing which means that you can get a very clear picture of how that interacts with the next thing and how that fits into the overall structure and when you have moved enough stuff you're gonna sort of figure out okay my you because you always do that right you always design the whole thing in your head to, to a certain point but you will now be able to sort of sh without making any change to the current way things are working 
figure out if that architecture, that theoretical architecture you have, is that actually the way to go, yes or no? Because the problem with like the old waterfall system, which is like you basically plan out everything ahead before you even touch any code, is that you don't know. You haven't tried stuff out. You have actually, in many cases, you basically just mentally picture the wrong thing. Because humans are flawed, it's very difficult for you to do to, in a big system to figure out how everything fits together and what the right interfaces and the right architecture is going to be, etc., etc. It's ludicrous to do it, honest to God. It's just it's been proven over and over and over that this is an ineffective way of doing something like this, and that's why if you do it this way you might not be able to say it to your stakeholders on day one, yeah, this is how the end thing is going to look like, but you're going to be able to start cleaning things up and get value immediately while building up the necessary context and under domain understanding to actually answer those questions a little bit further down the line. And there's really no risk. It's sort of like a journey of discovery where you're sort of just cleaning things up as you go along without changing much in terms of functionality. But it gives you the necessary information to know when you've moved out all these uh, threads into a nice clean structure how do we reimagine the system now because now it's fresh in our heads we've just touched everything we've sort of traced all the complexities and all the areas that are not so nice now you can create technical roadmaps you can create a new way of like you can merge services you can move them around split them out into new services all that discovery all that learning came without any risk to the overall project, without any time delays because you still needed to refactor everything like that and all you really did was that you split up the reimagining of how the system should work from the migration to a new stack and you used an approach which allowed you to in a very safe and isolated way move each piece without any real like risk or impact to the overall system. So what I want you to take away from this is that the way that I usually rewrite old systems is that I do a lift and shift, which the idea is basically you just take the system as is right now and look at it, all right, I need it to be in this new tech stack or in this new thing, right? And then you basically move it as is practically to the new structure. While you're doing that, you take note of all the things that are how things are working because now by just doing this pure refactor, you're actually learning things about the code base. And then when you have done that, it becomes fairly easy for you to change things, reimagine things, etc., etc. And it's very sim as I said, like if you just go about it with by using a topological uh, approach where you go to the leaf node in your topological uh, dependency tree or graph or whatever and pick the leaf then that is always the easiest thing and if you pick one leaf well then you now unlock the next leaf and then you pick the next leaf and the next leaf it's a bre it's a depth for search type of the deal you just pick an arbitrary thing start pulling on the thread until it's all out of the jarn like the spider web of the strings put it to the side pull the next one and continue until you have moved everything and now you actually know how the whole well in essence you know how all the pieces work and they're now in a clean nice working state where it's sort of like a, like a carpenter or like a craftsman preparing his or her materials now instead of this yarn of spider webs that's sort of difficult to make something meaningful out of you have this clean little structure where you can go all right cool how do we now recreate this in a much better way than it used to be it always works for me have a great day